This is Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trapuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This episode, we have Kirsten and Krista Gormley, the well-known sisters and owners of Shaka Bowl in Hoboken, who are here to discuss owning a healthy food business in town. And later on, Tori Marinelli of Etra Bien, a modern apothecary specializing in high-vibe self-care, is here to talk about her line of Reiki Charge products that will change your daily routine. Today, Kirsten and Krista brought me a Hilo smoothie, or is it Hilo smoothie, from Shaka Bowl. It has almond milk, banana, spinach, vanilla protein, and peanut butter, and it is so good. But they have so many different smoothies at Shaka Bowl. They have Happy Hawaiian, which is like coconut milk, and acai, banana, strawberry, and honey. Sunny spirulina is one of my favorites. Super healthy. It's got almond milk, banana, spinach, acai, spirulina powder, and chia seeds. So many good ones, but I'm loving my green one today, so thanks ladies. If you have some old formal wear laying around, our volunteer organization Hoboken Girl Helps is now hosting our prom and formal wear drive in prep for our March 28th community sale. This is an amazing sale that happens every March and what it entails is basically donations and drop-offs for this drive can be found at various locations all around Hoboken and Jersey City. There's a list on our website and then we'll be accepting all kinds of formal wear from gowns to cocktail dresses to men's suits and then we sell them at our community sale on the 28th which is open to the public so you can donate and then shop for some more fun stuff and all the proceeds from that actually go to Suits for Success and Dress for Success of Hudson County. Last year we raised $2,500. This year we're aiming for $3,000. So make sure to drop off all of your stuff. Again we're accepting gowns, cocktail dresses, men's suits, jewelry, unused and new beauty products and hair products and nail products and And all of it will be then on sale at the Hoboken Community Center coming March 28th. But you can drop off now through March 26th. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Baked by Melissa. So if you haven't heard, Baked by Melissa just opened up its Hoboken and Jersey City local delivery. That means that you can order Baked by Melissa anytime, anywhere, if you're in Hoboken and Jersey City. And all you have to do to order is go to bakedbymelissa.com slash delivery, and they have different delivery times that you can have it. And you can eat your cupcakes from Melissa at any time throughout the day, as long as it's in their time. Slots. You can also get 10% off if you use the code T on the Hudson for delivery. So make sure to go to bakedbymelissa.com slash delivery and get 10% off your delivery purchase using the code T on the Hudson. So grab a mug and let's get started with our news. An accident at the intersection of Clinton and 3rd Streets in Hoboken left six people injured last week after two vehicles crashed, sending one of the cars onto the sidewalk. Of the six injured, two were children who were thrown from their strollers and onto the ground. The Hudson County Regional Crash Team is currently investigating the incident, but at this time does not believe speed played a role. As the cars collided, one of the vehicles jumped the curb, hit and bent around a metal pole, and struck two women and children, a boy and a girl, in their strollers. 
One child was two while the other was 18 months. And the two women and children were transported to Hoboken University Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries, with the women citing back pain. Both drivers were also taken to the hospital where they received treatment for minor injuries. No arrests have been made at this time. A 27-story mixed-use development has been approved by the Jersey City Planning Board as of last week, and now the first image renderings of the potential building have been released. The new Journal Square Tower will be designed by MVMK Architecture and comes from Jersey City-based company 626 Summit Avenue, LLC. For now, the tower, which will be 285 feet, includes 209 residential units, a large ground floor retail area, and 16,000 square feet of offices. It's being called 626 Summit Avenue. The way Hoboken approaches parking is about to change. First off, as we reported earlier this year, the city council has moved forward with raising the prices of the residential parking passes. Residential rates will go from $15 a year to $52 a year for the first car, and then from $30 a year to $104 a year for the second car, as well as an increase to $208 a year for the third car. Other new parking initiatives from the Hoboken Parking Utility include an ordinance that will bring meter prices to $2 per hour in the city's business districts. The ordinance, which was only on first and second readings at this point, would coincide with the discounted employee parking program, according to a press release from the city. Employees of Hoboken-based businesses will be eligible to receive a 69% discount of $5 for 12 hours in garages B, D, and Midtown. There will be other initiatives as well, including virtual visitor permits, or VVP. The soft launch, of which will begin in February, will allow residents and guests to purchase and activate visitor permits through mobile devices, a six-month pilot parking sensor program on Washington Street that uses in-street vehicle detector sensors to alert drivers to parking availability as well as upgrades to parking access and revenue control systems in the different garages. Registering for text message notifications, according to the City Hall, will allow residents or guests to get alerts to their phone 30 minutes prior to their VVP expiring. For more information on all of these parking changes, you can visit the city's website or our site, which has all of this info in the latest parking post. We, I just want to make this disclaimer, we do not support or go against these parking changes. We merely report the news. So if you have anything that you'd like to share with City Hall, definitely reach out to your council people, attend a council meeting. We just simply report the news. So don't shoot the messenger. A woman from Union City has been charged with burglary and theft for stealing an Uber Eats vehicle that was left in Hoboken last Sunday. The report of the stolen vehicle was issued at 234 Washington Street, to which two police officers responded. The victim of the theft was an Uber Eats driver. The driver had left his vehicle unattended and running while he went into a McDonald's to retrieve an order. While he was inside the eatery, he saw a woman enter his car who then fled with the car. The vehicle was then found by the Hudson County Sheriff's Office in Union City near 15th Street and JFK Boulevard. Diana Penn Herrera was charged with burglary and theft. Crime rates in the Mile Square continue to drop according to the latest data from Hoboken PD, State Police, and the FBI. 
our violent crime in Hoboken decreased by 34% from 2018 to 2019. Police Chief Ken Ferrante broke the news citing that violent crimes include homicide, rape, and robberies. Nonviolent crime rates in Hoboken have also dropped significantly. While 2018 saw a total of 841 nonviolent incidents, 2019 had 664 incidents total, resulting in a 22% drop. While crime rates in Hoboken may have dropped in the past few years, a recent incident has resonance of the Mile Square reeling. Two men were arrested and charged in connection with shots fired in Hoboken last week. Thomas Bates and Malik High, both of Hoboken, were arrested after a report of shots fired near 5th and Jackson Streets went down. Officers dispatched to the area on the report of a gunshot around 10.30 p.m. that day. Officers then allegedly saw Bates pull a handgun out of his pocket. Both officers approached Bates, but according to a press release, Bates allegedly ran on foot until he fell to the ground. As he fell, officers say the gun fired once, but no one was luckily hit by the shot. While the project at 800 Monroe Street in Hoboken continues to emit a concerning burnt rubber smell, new plans to develop a warehouse property at 930 Monroe include the construction of a three-building structure. Last month, the city council approved a resolution that allows Monroe Properties LLC to redevelop 4.3 acres at the location. According to their current plans, the redevelopment includes construction of three-tiered style buildings that would feature 65,000 square feet of dry flood-proofed retail space, 500 underground parking spaces, underground detention tanks, rain gardens, 40,000 square feet of outdoor amenities open to the public, a pedestrian connection to the 9th Street light rail, and in the northernmost building specifically, 110,000 square feet of office space. Due to the plan's inclusion of some green features, the buildings would then have to become LEED certified silver. A Royal Caribbean cruise ship that docked in Bayonne on Friday morning of last week had four passengers aboard that had recently been to China, and these passengers were sent to a local hospital after being screened for coronavirus, according to USA Today. Governor Phil Murphy weighed in and said that New Jersey currently has no confirmed cases of coronavirus and the risk to residents remains low. We will keep you updated on this developing story. Back in November, a slew of Jersey City public schools had their water fountains turned off with the promise of making their fountains lead-free, according to the Jersey City Times. The fountains have been shut off since then, but now are scheduled to be reactivated as of March 1st. This longtime news comes after the fountains were originally shut off November of 2019 and were supposed to be reopened within 30 days, according to a press release. If you are interested in more about water, especially in Hoboken and Jersey City, definitely listen to our episodes two and three. There's a lot of great info there. We actually interview Suez and really get to the core of water quality in our area. And now for our openings and closings. We have been receiving many messages from eagle-eyed readers who have sadly reported that Sushi House in Hoboken appears to have unexpectedly closed. The phone number for Sushi House is no longer in service, and according to Yelp, the Japanese sushi bar at this location is officially closed as well. Hoboken has said goodbye to chill convenience at 305 First Street and hello to a new deli. Submaster is now open at First Street and Willow Street. According to their website, it's a deli that's open seven days per week. 
Burger and Fry joint Diesel and Duke recently celebrated its grand reopening at its Jersey City location last week. Attendees came to 389 Monmouth Street to celebrate with music, giveaways, specials, and more. And all of the proceeds benefited the Boys and Girls Club of Hudson County. Raza, an artisan pizzeria featuring wood-fired pies in a bar with cocktails and Italian craft beer, is not going anywhere, so don't worry. They're just expanding, and that's why you might see some paper on the walls next door. According to sources close to Hoboken Girl, Raza will be staying in the same location, 275 Grove Street, but they'll be renovating the space next door so that it's bigger. Locally loved dive bar DC's at 505 8th Street is closing. It's been open for nearly 20 years and it's finally confirmed that the local watering hole will be closing its doors. According to a bartender, Bill Moylan, he said, it's been a decision that has been coming for a long time. We've reached out for additional comments from the owners and also about a secure closing date, but unfortunately, the outreach went unanswered. You can find out more about the closure on Hoboken Girl, but they did post that they will be closing soon. We don't have a specific date yet. And when one door closes, of course another opens, especially in Hoboken. Monroe's Cocktail Bar, located at 3642 Newark Street, has just soft opened as of last week. It took over the former Biggie space, and this new spot is Marilyn Monroe-inspired with an emphasis on cocktails and food, and includes a speakeasy downstairs. And last but not least, a women's boutique is coming to Hoboken, and it's called Brook and Bell. It will be opening at 64th Street, and this new shop will be focused on a contemporary mid-tier price point carrying brands such as Love Shack Fancy, We Wore What, Levi's, Lejeune's, Cotton Citizen, X Carla, Aceline, and more, the owners Sam and Brooke told us in an email. In that email, they said they are targeting a launch in March, so stay tuned for updates on this new locale. This week's feature segment is with the owners of very popular Hoboken restaurant with two locations, I might add, Shaka Bowl. Kirsten and Krista Gormley lived in Hawaii in 2014 for one year and quickly became enamored by the cuisine. They were influenced by this natural way of life and knew they needed to share it back with us in New Jersey. And after that, it became their inspiration to create Shaka Bowl, which is a place that serves acai bowls, poke bowls, and more. But in 2015, just a year prior to opening Shaka Bowl, Kirsten was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. This really rocked their family, but only spurred the sisters on to pursue their dreams and focus on healthy lifestyles. At Shaka Bowl, Kirsten is the chef and creator of all the delicious house-made healthy menu items, and Krista handles all of the business and management side. The business, which officially opened in 2016, is a total family affair, so they work side-by-side side and with their brother, Eric, who handles all other aspects of the business. They're here today to talk all about this joint family venture. Hi, ladies. How are you? Good. How, Good. Are, you? How are you? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Totally. Now, I love my smoothie. Thank you so much for bringing it. Of this is course. Which smoothie again? The Hilo. Hilo. It's so good. What, what's in it? I forgot. The Hilo is just unsweetened almond milk, um, a plant-based protein, bananas, spinach, and peanut butter. 
It's my favorite. It's actually named after the town that we lived in, and it was the smoothie that Kirsten and I could literally only like afford to drink and eat when we lived out there. No way. So it is our most popular smoothie, and it is actually named after where we lived. I love it. Now, I've read up and know your story in bits and pieces. You both, your sisters, you went to Hawaii during college, and you lived there for eight months? Yes. And it was a small town in Hawaii. And then when you came back, you developed this amazing business idea. But I really want to hear from you guys. Like, what is the story of Shaka Bowl and how did it grow? Honestly, it came from like a combination of the myself, I'm Krista, Kirsten, and then our brother, Eric, who's also our silent partner. Eric is in real estate and um, he actually spent like close to a month out there with us. And he fell in love with the concept, too. Like, he loved the Poke Bowls, and we were more so obsessed with, like, the acai. We fell in love with this um, one shop actually called Basic Acai, and it was just, like, a little shack on the beach. You know, like, no little decorations. They had photos all over the wall, and, like, we just loved the concept. And then Eric was like, no, like, no one's going to eat just smoothie bowls. And they were like, no one's just going to eat fish. So we were like, why don't we put the two concepts together? Kirsten had always been in culinary, and it's, like, been her lifelong dream. I was junior, senior at college, didn't really know what to do. I was working in marketing, and we kind of just put our three trades together and, you know, came up with this concept and down in the Monroe Center because Eric had his office here, and he was like, you know what, there's nothing to eat around here. Like, let's do it. I love it because I live in West Hoboken, too, so I am very happy. As you know, you see me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so you really, when you lived in Hawaii, you became acclimated to, like, healthy lifestyle and all that and you brought that here which at the time that was really like in ba- in West Hoboken and just in Hoboken in general that was in what year 2016 2016 that you yeah. opened now when you went to Hawaii it was 2014 correct and then a year before your grand opening in 2016 Kirsten you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer in 2015 it was. in 2015 that's quite a journey it was Um, Yeah, how did that affect things? Because you came back from this amazing, life-changing trip, and then big life changes. Right. So in 2015, I was still um, doing catering. Um, I went from boutique catering to school catering to corporate catering, and I started to feel very sick and tired and weak. And um, finally, my doctor, you know, approached me and was like, I think something's wrong. You need to go see someone. And um, I kind of just was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, it like was a whirlwind. And just in a, within a few months, I had the cancer I found out. And then I had my surgery. And then I had to go on medicine. And my whole world was pretty much just turned upside down. In the midst of this, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Right. I went into, I graduated with a communications degree. I never had done culinary school. And that wasn't for me. I did it for about two months and I started my own company for catering for healthy meals. I was working with a nutritionist at the time and took on her clients and started preparing, you know, meals that were catered to certain diets like antifungal diets, gluten, which had just been becoming more common. So I was preparing meals for them and coming home from a job. I actually started in Hoboken and it was with a media company and it was just awful. <laughs> so I just quit that. And so then the cancer thing had, you know, it was really getting to me. And I was working like I started work at 430 in the morning and I would have Jeez. to leave by 10 a.m. And for a few months, the medicine that they had put me on wasn't working. And I became very sick for about five months to the point where I was 
you know, contemplating like my own life, which was really, really bad. And my sisters finally were like, something's really wrong. And I went to my doctor and they were like, everything's fine on your blood work. And I was like, no, it's not. I promise you it's not. And then little did I know I was in the five percentile that my medicine didn't work for. So after that, you know, uh, it was really hard. And when we had the idea of Shockable, I, you know, I'd pitched ideas to my brother, pitched menus. And finally him and Krista came on board and we're like, let's do it. He called me one day and was like, I found a spot. And I was like, a spot for what? And he was like, the restaurant you've been at patronizing me for for two years and I was like oh my god no way like it was the biggest it was the greatest news I had ever heard oh that's awesome and this happened after your treatment yes gotcha so at that point I had become a vegetarian and that's what I had felt was helping me get heal quicker um so I had designated a lot of shockables menu (laughs) shockables menu to more cater towards vegan vegetarian and that's why we now you know, really pride ourselves on being honest. We cater to almost every single dietary need, gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, vegan, vegetarian, uh, soy-free. Now, you opened Shockable in 2016, Mm -hmm. and then you went from one location to... I mean, a million dollars in sales your first year. I read that. Six hundred square feet. I didn't uh, look up your stats. <laughs> I, I just read it in an article. <laughs> um, and now another opened on Washington Street, mm-hmm. and then you're taking over the world. Like, what's that been like? <laughs> the first location, as um, I think we've told you before, like we literally oh, I thought we were like, oh, we're gonna have some customers, maybe. I guess we were such a new concept that we literally had a line like halfway down Monroe Street. Yes, I um, remember. We were taking orders on post-it notes. Like there's certain things you just like, you look back and you're like, how did we not think about this before we got here? Like, <laughs> you know, I guess that's all. You just the, dove in. Of course, it's the part of growing. But we were literally like using post-it notes, sticking them on a counter that wasn't sticking. We didn't have recipes. We have these employees that like, you know, they just kind of know what's in the smoothies. They don't really know how to make them. Like, <laughs> but you opened. <laughs> yeah, we had like lines down the door. And we're like, actually, our electricity broke. We have to close. That was like not true. We just like had no idea. Oh, what that we wasn't were true. Because I remember it was like that was three hours in. And I'm saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours in, I was like gonna go buy, and it was like, oh, we've closed because of electricity failure. Yeah. I was like, what? we we do commonly get electricity um, issues in this um, particular location because we do generate so need the need for Blenders. power <laughs> and I'm water. You, and water, things are just always going wrong in the Monroe but, um, Center. Is not necessarily built for the kind of like, <laughs> things that are going on in that shop. So hmm. Washington no. was an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, we almost ran out of food, and we had actually just no idea what we were doing. We yeah. closed for three days to revamp and be like, I think wow. I like went to the bar for two of those days because I was <laughs> yeah. like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> and at the time that we had opened for about the first six months, Krista and I were working pretty much 18 hour days. We would, we bought, we actually got an apartment a block away so we just could, to, wow, just so we could eat, sleep, breathe the restaurant. We moved in, uh, moved out of our parents' house, not ready at all. <laughs> um, no. Two weeks before we opened. Yeah, you were 22 and 20. Four? Bruh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It was, I was literally six months out of college. Like, wow. So I wanted really to be a mom and <laughs> I wanted to be a mom and dad's house. I went through like the depression of leaving mom and dad's house, opening this business, living with her in Hoboken in a city that like welcomed us, but we were only visitors in it technically. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to say that we were the first. Well, we are the first Asain 
poke store in the entire country, actually. Really? So, at the time. At the time. At the time. Now, the, I mean, it's a dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah. But it is, but in the country, that's mm-hmm. bigger. Because I know in Hoboken, you were one of the first healthy food spots, if not the first acai bowl and poke mm-hmm. spot. We were, and then they all... Yeah, I was going to say, with that, I know there's been a few businesses that have come in, and there are several around the area. How do you stay fresh and new and differentiate yourself? Has it affected your business? Not really. Of course, competition will always affect businesses because um, it can either affect them or make it better. Someone can go somewhere and be like, this is absolutely terrible. And come back and say, hey, I missed you. You know, (laughs) sometimes people come in with smoothies from other places, and they like, can you just throw this out? And like, that's... (laughs) I don't know if that makes me happy or feel bad at the same time. Um, But competition can help you in a sense that, like, they try it and they want to try yours because what have you, they liked it, they didn't like it. Um, It can hurt you. It's obviously if they're better. Sure. Keep your toes. Yeah. Kirsten and I, honestly, one thing we always did was, like, we never paid too much mind to the other shops because if we were paying attention to them, we weren't focusing on what we were doing. Most of our menu expansion comes from, like, things that Kirsten and I just like to eat. We're just, like, messing around. Um, we kind of incorporate it, and we're like, this is so good. We just, like, have to sell it. You know, we yeah. have to sell it. Like, Wait, we jump are, the gun half the time. Totally. No. And, I mean, what are your favorite menu items that you have now? Because you've expanded so much. I mean, right now, I could tell you all mine, but. <laughs> right now, I'm always still harping on these lava rock shrimp tacos. They're just oh, so, good. so good. And the buffalo shrimp tacos. They're so good. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that you have some of those things. Like, right. tacos. Yeah, we're actually, well, I mean, I'm actually planning to expand into the taco and more vegetarian world uh, because that's where I believe the wave is going. Yes. Um, The big wave was kale and then it was... um, Kale's gross. Yeah, I don't like kale. (laughs) We don't have kale, actually. A lot of people ask us for kale and I'm like, It doesn't taste good. There's more protein in spinach and it adds like grainy grain to the smoothies. It's no good. Stop eating it. um, We don't want to be called, you know, we don't want to be known for just like a poke and acai shop. We want to be like a lifestyle cafe. Mm-hmm. is what we're more leaning towards. Trying to towards. like rebrand to be more so like, we like don't want to just limit ourselves to poke and acai, so that's why we have the toast, the baked goods, you know, and we're actually um, doing research on potentially expanding a coffee menu. Mm, like great. I'm on like an Earl Grey tea cappuccino kick. There's like no coffee in that, so I don't know what we're going to have to call that, <laughs> but it's like, you know, just different ways of really upping the game and uh, eating better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people want that. There's really not that many vegan or vegetarian spots in the area. And Uh, if they are, it's like limited menu, super. So I appreciate it. I'm not a vegan, but I love vegan food. It really is where the wave is going. And I think if you're able to make it delicious while making it healthy and I know a lot of people are like oh but it's fried and it's this and like just making up for that calories it's still better for you than consuming meat especially you know on a healthy perspective sure as well as you know for the environment that we're really pushing for the global warming and you know the farming is just it's absolutely terrible right now yeah and I mean I have my smoothie here, and you have bamboo straw. I love it. We do. We mm-hmm. sell them for a dollar in the store. They're eco-friendly. They're made from bamboo. They have our logo imprinted on it. Just so cute. We'll post a picture on our dish, Instagram. Dishwash friendly and all that stuff. But, and I feel like in a, you've done a lot with just even your serving. I just know because I'm a regular customer, but like ser- <laughs> different serving dishes. Yeah, we have dine-in bowls if you eat in. Um, actually, in the last year, we've made an entire transition to having eco-friendly bowls and cups and we actually for the last few months haven't had branded cups 
That's because we have um, sugarcane ones being printed. Oh, it's so exciting. So those should be in by actually next week. That's been a long 12 weeks I've been waiting for. And uh, we have Eden coconut reusable bowls. That actually, um, when they burn real-life coconuts, they emit so many like CO2, CO2 into the um, atmosphere. So by reusing them, you actually help emit those like, oh, carbon great. dioxide. So. That's awesome. So you're really working on environmental and just sustainable living yeah. too. Which yeah, I that's love. the second biggest reason why I'm a vegetarian. It's yeah. for, you know, the environment is so important and I believe that everyone's doing a really great job, I believe as a whole in the, you know, in the world actually to combat it cuz honestly, it's not just one person's job, it's everyone's job and I believe that is being lost on some people. Yeah. You've created this empire in Hoboken of a shock shockable empire and you've been featured in Forbes, Market Watch, um, your sisters and business partners, right? So how does that break down with <laughs> the jobs? You're laughing already. <laughs> What's a typical day like and like how does it break mm-hmm. down within the company for you? Now that we're not as much like we have um, like six or seven managers now, we're trying to get it to the point where we can like, you know, we oversee more than you take a step clocking, back. you know, getting there at 10 and running the shop. I try to do it a few days a week just to like, you know, I'm always we're always in and out of the shops, but right now we're trying to actually expand, expand our brand. our brand and work on that. So, I mean, right now we wake up and we're like, all right, we still have to do this, that, the other thing. Um, Kirsten is all food, so we right. put a, a line down in our jo- um, jobs in that sense. I'm marketing management, and like I do the team and operations. So. I pitch in with schedules, payroll. I handle a lot of hiring and unfortunately firing. Um, so our uh, <laughs> our duties are pretty much set, and you know when we can help with each other, we pretty much show face at all of our events together. We do a lot of the catering. I mean, I do all of the food catering part aspect, and then Krista helps me with it. And sometimes we're on premise, and sometimes we're not, and it's just a drop off. Like, but some people are literally like, "What do you?" Do? I'm like, "I don't know." Like, <laughs> do a lot. you know, yesterday we had three broken blenders, <laughs> a rice cooker broken, like employee problems, and employee problems. It. The fire alarm was going off at Washington. I just like kick the table. (laughs) Actually, Krista called me and told me the fire alarm after all these problems were already set in motion around 12 p.m. It was only 12 p.m. in the day. It's a long morning. And um, I just started laughing and then all of a sudden I hear her like cackling on the phone. We're just cracking up because we're like, you know, it's just one of those days. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go home now. It's an entrepreneur life. I mean, it really is And you know about it as well. Yeah, but it is. It's, you know, you're, you're the plumber, you're the payroll person, you're everything. It's a lot. What would you say is your biggest challenge? Staffing uh, and employees. Um, we had no idea how to like manage. And then, I mean, how do you le- gain the trust of them? How do you, you know, first you start with five, then you have 10, then you have 15. It's like, how do they trust you? And not only trust you, how to get them to respect you, you know, look at you as a friend and a boss, but also, you know, find comfort in you if they need something. And especially that's something we're very prideful on. We have a, most of our employees have been with us since they start. And they stay with us because they see the vision and they want to grow with us. And It's fantastic. It's been difficult awesome. with um, the our ages, I believe. That's what we struggled with most. Yeah. Being a young entrepreneur Especially hard. Krista. You know, she didn't have much experience post-college like I did. I had, like, a bunch of jobs. I've also been in the culinary industry for about 14, going on 15 years now. But we were never experienced in being our own bosses. And that's a very difficult task. And people ask us, how did you know you're ready? And I was like... There's you never, don't you don't know when you're ready. You're never going never to be the right ready. Time. Sure. And even if we don't have a lot to do, we feel in one day, we still wake up at a seven, five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, 
and get go to work, you know, and go help out and oversee. And we like to be very hands-on with the employees. We don't like to just leave our stores for a few days without being there at some point. And it seems like you guys are so proud of it. Like, what what would you say you're most proud of with Jacobo? Because you've grown so much. Honestly, I would say our, my team. Um, that's something I take really, like, really strong pride in is how great of a relationship we have with all of our employees and... So it's like they, your greatest strength and, and the Achilles heel. Yeah, Achilles heel. <laughs> um, but also, like, um, probably, I don't know, just because it was just that little restaurant and we had no idea what we were doing. And now we could close our eyes and it would run. That's you an know? amazing thing. It's cool. Like, the employees, like, I just catch them. up They're just always doing the right thing. I mean, I'm sure they're obviously not always doing the right thing. <laughs> but it's cool to see, you know, when I watch some of the employees like try to teach each other how to do things and I'm like they're doing that because somewhere down the road I told them to do that and that's Great. something that's pretty cool I think it is it's nice to see like the ripple effect of it yeah it's awesome. I think I'm I'm most proud of Krista and I and Eric and how we've put all three of our visions together and how it's just taken off and you know like Krista said we really started with absolutely no idea what we were doing and you know she was marketing I was a chef Eric is in real estate and all that stuff and we just we're, we take a lot of pride in what we do, and I believe that's where a lot of people and a lot of other restaurateurs fall short. Is they, in terms of the competitors, a lot of people just were like, oh, this is big, I'm going to do it. And if you don't have the heart behind it and you don't have the creative vision behind it and the passion, it's not going to be where you want it to be. And yeah. I think a lot of people you know, look for money, and I believe that all three of us really weren't looking at that small picture you know we were looking at let's make a difference in New Jersey in the country you know around the world wherever this may lead I believe people need to eat healthy in order to feel good and be well and it's not hard you know that's what the whole concept exactly the whole concept behind chocobo is that it's simple simple ingredients and even if you don't eat with us every day like we give you ideas Right. You awesome. go home and recreate our smoothie. You can go home and like toss together the same vegetables or what have you and, you know, yeah. it helps you. What's the best advice you've gotten as a business owner? You're going to fall and you're going to keep falling, <laughs> but you will get back up. And you can't look at it day to day, you know, because, you know, some some days you have really bad sales. Some seasons you're going to have really bad sales, but you have to look at the bigger picture and don't beat up on yourself because yeah. literally everything happens for a reason. We failed a million times where we keep failing, but we also, you know, for every fail, there's always, you know, something you learn from it or yeah. what have you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I I learn every day from this business, honestly. You know, we oh have God, evolved. I'm a different person. Yeah, we've evolved <laughs> so much the past three years, Krista and I, just as like bosses, partners, me as a chef, her in marketing, you know, we've learned so much and it's because we failed so many times. Totally. It's an important lesson. Now, we always do at the end of an episode, local faves, rapid fire. Okay, cool. Are you guys ready to give oh, some yeah. your rapid fire? Oh, yeah. All right. We actually did the uh, voting. I voted for all my local faves. Oh, for, for best of guide. Yes. yes. Some of them had two and I was like, well, how am I going to do this? <laughs> Go back and reboot. <laughs> All right. So you can both answer. So one at okay. a time. Um, and we'll get started. I'm going to tell you right now, Krista and I have a lot of the same local faves. So. That's fine. If you want to one or two. We're, yeah, we're, we're such hogs. We're, like, <laughs> we're pretty much the same person. Sounds good. All right. So favorite local deli? MMPs. <laughs> Sorry, Furious. Park, uh, pork roll or Taylor ham? Taylor ham. Taylor ham. Work, favorite workout spot? Mm. Jane Doe. I 
don't live here anymore. I was going to Real Hot Yoga for about a year and a half. It's one of my favorite yoga studios. Favorite spot to hang out? Uh, the Stevens Peak. Couch. <laughs> no. Oh, you mean in Hoboken? Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. That's great. Stevens Peak is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couch is good, too. Couch is great. Dessert, favorite dessert spot? You know, that's weird. If I want dessert, I just eat our chocolable. Cookies. Yeah. Those yeah. cookies. I crumple up a cookie on my top brownies. of the with my brownies coming back. Peanut butter. Yeah. Favorite thing to do when not working? Eat. On the couch. Um, eat. Probably hike, or we like to go by yeah, water. Yeah, we like a lot. to drive back up by our parents' house and go like hiking, or like I like to go up to Cold Springs, New York, or something, just to like really like get out. Favorite place to eat in Jersey City? Ooh, we kind of been going. Where are we going for quite a bit? Porta, Porta, but I really love Cordo. Mm. It's, it's all nice. you know, um, farm to table, delicious. Mm. Favorite place, to, <laughs> favorite place to eat in Hoboken, not your restaurant, Auto Strada. We love Auto Strada. Favorite go to delivery. Napoli's. It's totally Napoli's. They know two own. <laughs> Don't give your address. <laughs> she doesn't live there. We'll bleep it. Uh, yeah, Napoli's probably is my go-to. Favorite Italian restaurant? Uh, it's Auto Strada. It's Auto Strada, but I also really love um, the place on Second in Washington. Oh, so like every other place. Cafe Michelina? Mm-hmm. Or no, that's it's like an old school Italian. Trattoria, Sapporo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that Trattoria one's delicious. Something. Favorite place for a cocktail? Mm, antique, bar, and, bar and bakery. Celebrity you wish would move to Hudson County? Ooh, I'm not a big person on celebrities. I couldn't even tell you half their names. Q. Celebrity. Actually, it would probably be someone in the restaurant industry, so I can like hound them on their walk to the coffee and be like, "How did you do this?" <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not too keen on a lot of celebrities. <laughs> do you stay in town in the summer, or do you go down the shore? Um, we honestly don't have time. Um, I think I I didn't see the beach once this past summer, but we I were saw big it twice. <laughs> we were big manasquaners before. Um, our whole family is actually from down the shore so yeah our mom grew up in Bricktown parents met in Manasquan oh, nice. 40 years ago <laughs> what's something that needs to come to the area ooh, ooh you know great. like a really good ice cream shop we don't mm-hmm. have any like have, you been, like, have you been to Thomas's no uh, second and Jeff check it out yeah but yeah. you know what I mean like there but isn't like a good, yeah there really honestly isn't. a speakeasy or something really just out there I love that I love um, that too any kind of cool bar that you can eat really good food, but has like awesome like lounges. Yeah, like a spacious bar. Yeah, like, like a spacious like a yard house or something. Yeah. It has like tons of beers to choose from. <laughs> What's one thing about each other that is a fun fact that nobody would know? Um, I absolutely love to play video games. Mm. I, I spend a lot of time playing video games. <laughs> what kind? Right now, I grew up loving to play like Zelda, which is really, really... Um, I don't know, dorky, but I still play it. Like, I have the new game, and I've literally spent the last two months playing it. I love it. So Uh, that's where I'm at. (laughs) I'm a really colorful person. I like art and tattoos a lot. Cool. What can we expect next from Shockable? Hopefully a coffee menu, and then hopefully expanding. That's awesome. Our idea is to just have, like, 15 really great restaurants, um, you know, and that's really what it is to us. We don't want to have like a million of some mediocre Do you want to have them in this area or across? No, we don't want to saturate this market anymore. We honestly really want to go to New York City. Nice. We want to go to New York City and a lot of places near water with um, 
Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably around the country. Open one by the beach and just sit my butt down mm-hmm. right there. And uh, <laughs> probably a new winter menu with some more vegetarian options. I'm actually working on a new soup and a new vegetarian taco. Nice. So mm-hmm. awesome. It's going to be very, very good. Well, it was so fun to see you ladies. Thank yes, you so much for you. coming in and spilling the tea. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. For our self-care segment this week, Tori Marinelli of Etre Bien, a modern apothecary specializing in high-vibe self-care, including crystal and Reiki-infused bath and body products, which are made locally in Hoboken and sold in the area, is here. She is also a certified Reiki practitioner and botanical body care formulator and aromatherapist. She's going to talk today for our self-care segment about the benefits of aromatherapy. So welcome, Tori. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Of course. Now, tell us a little bit about Etrebienne. How did you start this? I mean, obviously, you've been at the Hoboken Holiday Market. I've bought your stuff locally. It's amazing. But how did you start it? Well, thank you so much. I started it because I was interested in finding a way to integrate crystals and aromatherapy and just rituals in general into daily life and just making it really easy for people to be able to learn more about these healing modalities without having to like do all the work and start it at page one. Right. And study it or that's awesome. Now, etrebien, it's a French word. Tell a little bit about why you chose that for your line. Yeah. So my husband's family is French. Um, so my father-in-law actually helped me with the name. It's short for the French phrase etrebien dans sopo. Excuse my poor French. but <laughs> no, no, Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that um, translates to uh, to feel good in your skin, to be at ease with yourself, which I just thought was a really beautiful phrase that represents the line and what I wanted to do. It totally does. They, You have such amazing stuff. Let's talk about the oils and the products. You have room sprays, body scrubs. I've personally bought the oils with the crystals infused. So let's talk about them. What are some of the products that are really the best sellers? Yeah, so my best sellers are aromatherapy, uh, oils. So Mm -hmm. there are um, aromatherapy essences. We have a rose quartz one and an amethyst one. Ooh, can I smell? Yes, please. Yum. Oh, I love this one. I I think I have this in the oil form. Oh, it smells so good, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the rose quartz. quartz. Okay. Yeah. And so both Mm. come in like a little rollerball form and the rollerballs themselves, which you apply to your skin, are actually made out of crystals. So the amethyst is an amethyst and the rose quartz is a rose quartz. So you kind of get all the benefits of the essential oils as well as the crystal. That's great. And you were actually trained by Asha, Asha Serti of Reiki Traveler, which for which those who listen religiously know that we talked about her in a previous episode. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, she's really the best. She's an amazing healer. And um, I just recently in November got my uh, Reiki master with her. And she's just a really great teacher to learn these healing modalities and just dive deeper into this uh, education, which I really feel like is lifelong and I'll keep learning. But she's a great resource, especially to do that training here in Hoboken was really special. I know. And then you took it into your product line. I mean, you have Reiki infused bath and body products. Are all of your oils Reiki infused also? 
Yes. So what I actually do is since all the products have crystals in them or are infused with crystals prior to packaging, I actually infuse the crystals with the Reiki energy and then produce the product. Amazing. You're also a holistic coach and aromatherapist. I know everyone thinks about aromatherapy as just, you know, something you might add to a massage or something like that. Can you explain a little bit more what the benefits of aromatherapy are for our listeners? Sure. So there really are like mind, body and spirit benefits of essential oils and using them in your daily life. So much so that I would go as far to say that they're really medicinal and you kind of have to be careful with certain ones. That's why I part of why I made my product line um, so that, you know, you don't have to do all the work of figuring out which ones are the ones to use. Everything in our line has a specific intention behind it, which every essential oil has different benefits that are clinically proven. Yeah. And some are like, you're not supposed to give to your dog. Like there's very specific things, right? Absolutely. And, you know, for thousands of years, like these kinds of oils have been used as medicine in many cultures. So they really are powerful and it totally depends on which one you're thinking of in terms of the different benefits of them. For example, lavender, which is like one of everyone's favorite, has so many beneficial properties from like calming the mind and being like sedative, helping with sleep, helping with, you know, it's antiseptic when you use it like on a on a burn, on a on a cut, anything like that. It's really great. So there's so many different things. Any other ones that you really love aromatherapy-wise that would be great for people to just know about? I mean, rose is another one that I really love. I love rose. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting harder and harder to get because it requires so many roses to create the oil. Wow. Um, Yeah. They say something like, you know, like 200 roses to create like few tiny drops. So that's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So it's getting more expensive and more rare to find, but it's also a really special one that has really healing, loving vibrations. What are some tips would you say for incorporating oils into a daily routine, specifically, you know, your, your products? Yeah. So like that was really my intention behind my uh, body elixirs, which I have three different scents of. Each one is infused with a different crystal and has a different essential oil blend in it. So it's kind of like something that you use when you get out of the shower or bath. You can also use it as a bath oil. But it's something I use daily when I get out of the shower to moisturize, hydrate my skin, and to get those aromatherapy and crystal healing benefits. So you kind of take a moment for yourself to slow down and apply it and breathe in and just... Be mindful. Good. Yeah. You feel so good. (laughs) What are some of your favorite products from your line? So one of my favorites is our um, smokeless smudge spray. It's called our black tourmaline smudge spray. It uh, you use it like a room spray, but it has white sage and palo santo essential oils in it. So it helps to cleanse your space energetically the same way that smudging by lighting Palo Santo or White Sage, which I'm sure many people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you do that to cleanse your space energetically, this kind of does the same thing, but without the smoke, which really the smoke bothers a lot of people. Or like in my apartment, I have really sensitive uh, (laughs) fire alarms. So, you know, it's great for just doing it on a daily basis where you can just cleanse anything that's no longer serving you and just move forward. Love it. Now, where can people find your products locally? So we're actually at Urban Souls Yoga. Very cool. And you can find you online. Where can people buy online? So you can go to etrebianenyc.com to purchase us online. And people can find you on social where? At etrebianenyc. 
It was so fun to have you in. Thanks for coming in. I feel like our studio smells so delicious right now. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. If you're searching for a little calm amongst the madness of our area, stop into Bacal. It is a gourmet Turkish market in West New York located at 6212 Park Avenue. It's behind a series of aisles stacked with treats and snacks and through a back door and up a few steps, there's a secret tea garden. Tables and chairs fill the space and they have flower pots and candles along the railings and steps. There's string lights that are hanging from the ceiling and there's like a tree in the middle of the yard reaching through the top of a wooden structure to shield customers from the rain and snow. It is amazing. I highly recommend. So again, it's called Bacal, and it's a tea garden that's a little bit secret inside of the shop. This week's getaway is one that I just went to called Lakota Wolf Preserve. This magical place is a privately owned wolf preserve and photography center in Columbia, New Jersey, and absolutely the perfect little day trip from Hoboken or Jersey City or New York to enjoy an afternoon of nature and, of course, wolves. You must make reservations if you're going on a weekday, and on the weekends, they only have two tour times of the preserve. So make sure you check their schedules and get in touch. You can always call them and leave a voicemail or listen to their voicemail for any updates that they have. Highly recommend it. And then there's a really great brewery a few minutes away that you can grab a beer after and a meal and then head back to the city. It is such a magical place. I can't stress it enough. So check out Lakota Wolf Preserve. Our Hudson hero this week is Nick Goldsack, captain of the Hoboken Fire Department. He and the firefighters served dinner and brought tons of blankets to the Hoboken Homeless Shelter last week. It was awesome. You guys are our heroes today and every day. And our Hudson zero is a twofold. The woman from Union City that stole an Uber Eats car poor driver trying to make an honest living and deliver food and you attempted to steal his car. But also, you're kind of also our zero because you shouldn't have left your car running with keys in it and unlocked while you go inside somewhere. We're still living in a city, so you both get our zero award this week. Our nonprofit this week is a bit of a personal one for me. One in 100 people are affected by a congenital heart defect in the United States. And if you don't think that you know anyone who is, now you do. I actually have a congenital heart defect. I have transposition of the great arteries and I had surgery as a baby. And now as an adult living with congenital heart defect, I am really, really passionate about this nonprofit. It's called Adult Congenital Heart Association. The Adult Congenital Heart Association is a resource, advocate, and knowledge base for everyone affected by congenital heart defects. They empower providers, fund research, and help with treating congenital heart defects in adults to understand the continuum of the disease from when we were babies. It was founded in 1998, and it's an organization begun and dedicated to supporting us and families living with congenital heart disease and advancing the care and treatment available to our community. They're really, really awesome. They're committed to promoting excellence for every adult 
CHD patient by increasing access to the levels of care, developing standards for cardiologists, and they do so much research to help with adults who live with these issues. We really do need research to help more adults with the increasingly amazing technology that we have that allows us to live longer with these defects. So if you could find it in your heart, pun intended, to donate this week, the website is achaheart.org. That's A-C-H-A-H-E-A-R-T.org. And you can donate there directly. And it really means the world to so many people. And that concludes this episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to our guests, Kirsten and Krista, as well as Tori for coming on the show, our production team, Van Voorst Films, and Mike Soul for our music. We'll be spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so make sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts and definitely share it with your friends. It really helps us spread the word. And this is our last week, but if you do so, you leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts by February 15th and send a screenshot of the five-star review, you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to the local business of your choice. You can also get in touch with us by following at Tea on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email teaonthehudson at gmail.com with any questions. See you next week for a new episode. 